Hey everyone, welcome to Meet My Mess podcast with me, your host, Carissa Harrison. If you don't know where you are, my dog's playing in the background. If you don't know where you are, you're at the podcast where we talk about the messiest parts of life. And today I have someone really special to me on the show. He's one of my best friends. He is, I guess, my first male guest, which is Cool. cool exciting yeah exciting big day I'm oh my, God, my dog needs to take take it away um no i'm just kidding it's fine he'll he'll go away eventually huh. just throw it in the other room Out for like five minutes yeah let's see yeah i hope just bring it right back <laughs> um yeah but one of my best friends um I've known you, I guess, what? Okay, so I guess I've known you since I would, we were in 10th grade. Yeah. But 15. 15. But the first time I heard of you was when, like, grade 7. Really? Yeah, because you had, like, a semi-viral <laughs> <laughs> video coming out on the internet. And all my yeah. friends were, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my gosh, this kid Peter's going to be the next Justin Bieber, like, posting <laughs> you at singing. You, at your school, really? Yeah. Because your mom was like one of our teachers, so we all knew who you were, and you were always the cute boy, but all my friends had the biggest crush on you in elementary school. Yeah, and Peter's such a romantic, he wrote a song for a girl, posted on the internet. How many views did that end up getting? I have no You don't know, you don't care. Um, Probably not that many. (laughs) Can you give us someone's song? What? Do you remember the song? Yeah, I do. Word for word? No. No, just the chorus. If, if I had a guitar and I could probably play it, but I cannot recite it right now. Like, can you say it? Like, say one word, like one line. It's like, called what? Best Love Story, right? Best Love Story. It's a good song. Title of Taylor Swift's song. I remember there was a Juliet in it. Was there? Yeah. I don't know. I, I only listen to my There's a line where I was like, I'll be your Romeo. You'll be my, my Juliet. Juliet. So you really you just like were. the best love story yet. Super oh. cheesy, but. And then the girl <laughs> that you wrote the song for ended up stealing $400 from me. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh no, sorry, I don't give it out to strangers. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to my podcast though. What's it called? Meet my mess. And all of our friends. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I heard of you. Um. Wow. Yeah, but then, yeah, we became pretty close the first year that we started hanging out. You didn't really talk to me, like we like. I remember your mom told my because our moms are friends. Your mom told my mom that you considered me to be one of your best friends, and I was like, hmm, like that's interesting. Like Peter doesn't really <laughs> like really talk to me that much, <laughs> and then you really really opened up, came out of your shell. Um, what do you think it is? Because you do take quite a while to open up. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure why it's always been that way. I'm yeah. just a shy person. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's completely comfortability because mm-hmm. like I was comfortable with you. Yeah. It just takes time for me to like feel people out, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That makes sense. Maybe it's more about me. I really don't know. No, I don't think so. I really, I don't know how to like take the guard off or whatever you call it. Like I keep yeah I keep myself guarded and like keep a watch on myself and just don't know how to turn it off yeah if I'm still like feeling out people yeah that makes sense I'm comfortable with you then I can like 
talk about anything yeah then yeah. I start opening up and then I won't shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I'm hoping I'm hoping to get Peter a few beers deep and this will be the easiest episode I've ever recorded in my whole <laughs> life <laughs> um but then after high school you moved to LA how long after we graduated did you move to LA uh it would have been in December this okay so, so we, like four months after six yeah. months after okay so you got signed to sony yeah that happened when we were like just started junior year grade 11 oh really yeah oh, okay i didn't realize that we were still in school okay so just met that guy then yeah and like started doing stuff in grade 12 was when i actually released the songs and when people could actually listen to it and when stuff started actually yeah kind of moving forward true because i remember at graduation dancing to your song yeah so i forgot yeah okay it, yeah it was made out to be a little bit of a big deal back then. it was a big deal still is a big deal um you were so young you're like a little canadian boy like it's pretty cool opportunity you don't give yourself enough credit i was just lucky no I, that's you. not true i um, had a very supportive mother who when i got this basically offer from some connections that I knew yeah to go on this little music retreat thing yeah. where you meet people and get to study and like a cool week's experience with all kinds of different musically creative people and uh one of the music majors you probably remember him but not all too well had passed away yeah I remember. and we played together in every group and we're not best friends but like he was in my life every day it was weird to have somebody so close just disappear like yeah, that yeah and this retreat kind of came around a week or two after he passed and I was so not on board to go I was very much like how does a person like this die right going through all those motions because he was one of the most selfless people I know and just never had an excuse for anything you know kind of kept his head down to like quiet kind of yeah very respectful he just never was in trouble or really he was just doing his own thing yeah. always yeah never out to put anybody down or do anything but yeah one of the hardest workers I've ever known mm. like with music or with academics or with anything just no excuses absolutely driven and I was had a deal with Sony and was feeling art Okay, I didn't have a deal with Sony there yet. Because you're about to on a trip. Yeah, I was, I don't even really remember what the cause was, but I was feeling down about myself and very guilty that I was contemplating suicide and going through certain things at the time. And then this person who worked his ass off, never took anything for granted, who was very selfless, just had his life taken by a drunk driver for no reason, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, it's a lot to deal with all at once, but then, so how did you, why did you end up going in the end? Anyways, the whole point of that is I was refusing to go and my mom kicked my ass on the plane. <laughs> so. You're also best. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So I went there and uh, I had a good time. I learned a lot, but I couldn't get that off my mind. And uh I got the opportunity to have a showcase night, they call it. Okay. So like you have all these classes and you learn from people throughout the day. 
But then only a certain group of people will have this showcase, which is like a little concert at night where like maybe 10 people each night have a little performance. Mm. And I was going to do a Nirvana cover, like acoustic and do it all different. And a couple hours before I was like, fuck that. I uh, feel absolutely not compelled to do this at all. I don't care. Yeah. My friend just died. Yeah. I need to do something for him. Yeah. So I wrote a song in like a couple hours. No way. I've never even heard the story. We wrote it like a few times over, but I went on like a few minutes and just finished it. What and happened I had the song. I had none of it memorized, came out with the lyrics, and I started crying halfway through and was just like trying to make it through and butcher the song. Yeah. One of my worst performances ever. Yeah. But that's how I got my deal with Sony. That's fucking insane. I hope I never heard this story. <laughs> and all these like adjudicators, basically, like they have professionals come and like try to give these people some criticism. Yeah. So everybody kind of just roasted me and they're like, there were parts that were good, but you should have your song memorized and maybe not and not forget. Cry on stage. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And then there was one guy who was like, I heard the heart on what you were trying to do. Yeah. And that was this guy who I ended up developing a relationship and ended up having that uh, little deal with. And you ended up living with him at one point, didn't you? Not living with, but uh, I would uh, fly out to LA while we're in high school and I would oh, stay at his there. house yeah. while we would record music and do some stuff. Right, right. Just super blessed. I don't think it has as much to do with me as being fortunate for the setting I've been put into. I think that you're wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> I know that that's like probably like, I feel like the attitude you have is like the same attitude that like some of the most like successful people have, you know, so you're very different i know you're not gonna take compliments but i'll try to <laughs> you're welcome it's true though um so being that you're such like a kind oh my gosh see there we go that's what i told you it's gonna happen that's all right um being that you're just so kind of creative and like a unique person and very different I feel like if that's like doesn't hopefully that doesn't offend you but like you are I'm, like different from a lot of people today I'm used to it but how was being the way you are how was that adjusting to life in LA it was hard for me yeah I uh, moved out there while we're still 18 right mm. I uh only knew one person basically yeah and uh just kind of went out there on a whim I had a little bit of a thing that I just started to do down there and things weren't really working out or there wasn't a place for me to go here and I was making some not great decisions that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to stop unless I changed my circumstances mm -hmm. like what well, out of high school, we were partying a lot, right? Yeah, like every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, and some of us were worse than others, where some of us, it was just drinking and being young. Yeah. And other of us, it was experimenting yeah. with all different kinds of drugs and quickly became more than just partying. Fun, yeah. And like, I did some things that I wasn't proud of. Yeah. As well as like... Our friend got arrested. I lost almost 10 grand of my own savings. And mm -hmm. some of it so was gifted to me yeah. from 
scholarships and other things yeah and it all got blown on drugs before I could even realize yeah and I was like hey I gotta do music so I just kind of it's not a good space for me yeah up and moved real quick and left everybody but what the fuck <laughs> the dog is literally pulling the couch stop it pulling the couch cushions off the couch um literally the worst moment for that um what were we talking about oh yeah so even after high school. you left because you were getting into some bad things yeah i had no intention of going to school and then kind of was like hey i gotta do something yeah because not having plans or not strict plans was getting me into trouble mm -hmm. so i auditioned for a college down in la because i knew it was close to my producer and the stuff i was already working on mm -hmm. and that was a way to go live, live down there, there. Yeah. yeah so i uh learned how to produce basically and do the other side of stuff because we spent all high school being majors and learning how to play instruments and mm -hmm. writing music and i did all this stuff but i had never really learned how to pick up a computer and record edit and yeah all so. those things yeah and then we got into all that and where to go from there then uh the producer that i was working with was sony yeah he started to uh I wasn't just the only thing he was doing, right? So yeah, he, yeah. He wrote songs for a lot of other artists as well as TV, commercials, film, and other things. And uh, he started getting number one Billboard Awards and Country Music Awards and stuff. And like just became where he didn't have the time for me. And I started to learn the ropes of stuff. So even if it's lesser quality, I wanted to be doing stuff with my own input and be able to move at a faster pace yeah which is fair so mutually we kind of uh ended the relationship there but there's been no hard feelings no yeah. he's still out and i can reach out to him if i need a bud to talk to and is always willing to give me oh, some yeah. advice yeah yeah that's really good and i feel like it was the best decision in the end again lucky because i met um. other people who have got signed when they're super young yeah and they got put in a contract or somebody didn't really care about them and now they can't get out of the contract and they're in debt and they owe all this money and like you can get screwed real quick yeah i was lucky that i had somebody who he had been had some people who looked out for him while he was young and he was just trying to return the favor yeah he saw something in me and like was willing to put in the work while we had the time but was never gonna try to hold on and like put me down you know he was only trying to help which i was grateful and mm -hmm. forever thankful for of course yeah and you definitely like learned a lot and got a lot of cool experiences there so that's definitely yes yeah. <laughs> not every 15 year old kid gets a little contract yeah and gets to spend half his high school experience in los no, angeles of course not yeah no it's crazy and then but then you move back here eventually you spent how long were you in la two years three three crazy didn't realize it was that long so um i graduated college yeah and i started working in a studio right away yeah and Producing. i worked there for 
a year and a half, maybe a little longer than that. Yeah. And and I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. It was all kinds of new experiences and taught me so much and pushed me to gain all these kind of new skills that I wouldn't have developed otherwise. Yeah. But I had to move back because... I basically lost my visa thanks to COVID. Yeah. Like I had a plan of being able to move up in stages and in a couple year process, be able to get that permanent residence status. But uh, COVID took away a bunch of those visas and it was basically made it where I was going to have to jump from an entry level work visa into like permanent resident status. And that's all you wanted? I didn't really meet the requirements. Oh, okay. Like I kind of BS did it, but I had my plan where I was going to be able to work up towards it. Right. Yeah. And music is a weird thing where it's not a normal visa. I had to get something called an artist visa, oh. which is the same thing Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber are under. Oh. So it's, <laughs> you have to prove all these things like that, yeah, you're you nationally and internationally renowned, have all these articles written about you and like, I filled out the requirements because I had like a little article here and there. Yeah. I had some stuff released as an artist and I had a good job in a recording studio and like met the dots, but I wasn't one thing in sure it was going to be right. Mm -hmm. So I already spent all my savings trying to stay there and was going to have to get a loan from the bank if I wanted to go through with the application and do all that. Yeah. He is going to chill out. Yeah. I know. I'm not a cheat to it. Here, I'm not. Anybody. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So, back on track. <laughs> um, so, we were talking about how you were in the studio and you are enjoying that, but then you also have to do a lot of social media work too, right? Yeah. So, that's more i guess the artist kind of got put on pause when i started my work at the studio i got so built up with time and just you start out as an intern working for free Mm -hmm. with like a group of 10 to 15 other people right yeah and then slowly people fade away and they pick the people that they want to actually take on as hire-ons okay so back then I would volunteer minimum six days out of a week uh-huh. to be there because I wanted to make sure there was not even a question I was getting that job. Yeah. I applied to all these studios, but this was the, the, the number one that I wanted to get into. Yeah. It was in a nice area that I was already close to. Mm-hmm. And it was also one of the best studios in the area working with the kind of artists that I would like to be around and just had huge kind of opportunities that don't exist here yeah and I was thrilled to have the opportunity and gave them my absolute all and did end up getting hired on because I made sure that they they remembered my face out of everybody else's because I was there six days yeah. out of a week right yeah good for you yeah <laughs> but, but it then, ended up <laughs> but then slowly over time my writing got less and less I still would pick up a guitar and like I've never stopped that. I'll pick up a guitar, record all my voice memos, and I'll come up with ideas all the time. Yeah. But they stopped being 
finished products, right? I started having a list of ideas and less and less time to actually turn them into what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So as I was losing my visa, COVID was in the height of everything, right? Yeah. I was also living in a one bedroom with my girlfriend. Yeah. And she lost her job due to COVID. And while I still had a job the whole time and like didn't really feel the full effects of it until I more so came here, mm-hmm. she felt the full effects of it. She was stuck in her little apartment and there weren't places to go do stuff. Everywhere was closed, you know? Yeah. And LA is a tricky place with friends too, where there are people we can go hang out with socially, but especially during a pandemic time when everybody's already sketched out and just there was never those people that were those friends when you need them there. There were people that wanted to hang out because they wanted to party or get ahead. Yeah. Get ahead. Yeah. I could write music or do something with them or she could do something with them. But when you needed a buddy at 2 a.m., like if your tire broke down or something and you're stranded and you need a friend. Yeah. I've tried. Nobody's there. Yeah. Yep. And that was very difficult. And I completely understand the toll it took on her. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where she felt like she lost all purpose and even her self-identity during the pandemic due to all this. Yeah. And right is I'm coming to the conclusion that my visa is not looking so hot and I'm unsure about everything too she got the opportunity to move back to Colorado where she's from Mm -hmm. and start a new adventure with a job that she would really care about yeah and kind of find purpose again yeah and there is no way I'd ever tell her to stay she wasn't really asking to stay either because yeah. she needed that purpose. Yeah. And I'm completely understanding. Yeah, you always were. She wanted me to go with her, but I was 21. I still am. And her visa was running out. The only way to go with her, there's no way I was going to have a visa moving to a state, getting a brand new job and trying to do all that. The only way to stay and do that and not lose this girl that's the love of my life yeah was to marry her yeah and some days I kind of wish I did to be honest with you but I do think that I made the right decision and that Mm -hmm. I knew in my head that even if it's the right person there's still a reality of you not being at the right stage and not being mature enough to take on the responsibilities And if this is a person that I care about and it's not just a green card marriage or some bullshit where I don't care if it doesn't work out, I don't want to jeopardize that. Yeah, I agree. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. She is too special to just get married for that reason. Yeah, and it's not fair to either of you. And I think that's like, as although you say you weren't mature enough, like I think that that response like alone shows a lot of maturity. Maybe you weren't mature enough to get married, but like you're, you definitely know how to treat a person right, I would say. I'm trying to. 
You, I, I fail you, at it like every other person, but, but yeah, everyone does, like you said. Like a lot of people. Yeah. I'm trying to take the responsibility and actively grow and try to become the better version of myself. Yeah. It's not easy. No. Most <laughs> of the time you wake up not wanting to do it at all, but yeah, and you've always kind of life's like, about the journey, right? Yeah, you'll understand in a couple of years why things panned out the way they did, but I know it hasn't been easy for you right yeah. now. But you've always, I don't want to say always, but like there's always been kind of, I feel like in our friendship with both of us, like periods where we've both been extremely depressed and also doing extremely well. Um, I don't know what that is, what you call that, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting for me. It's nice to have a friend to talk about those things about because you're kind of the only guy I know about that's like pretty open about like their struggles with depression and addiction. And so kind of, I would love to hear a little bit more about, I don't know, just your journey with depression. Like, is there like a place that you're like, that's where it started? No, no, this is super weird. But since I can remember since my first memory is at like five years old. Yeah. I was praying to not wake up. At five years old? I don't know why. But wow. that was a thing. I was raised super Christian, right? Yeah. So I would pray all the time and was super into that relationship, but I was constantly not suicidal, like actively trying to hurt myself at that age, but just would vocalize that I didn't want to be here. I'd rather not exist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that is, but it never went away. And later on, once we went into like adolescent, it just started turning into more severe things with everything going on. And I started to idolize musicians and other people where I didn't really know them, but I had the idea of this public image that was displayed of them. Mm -hmm. And I loved the art, right? So I would obsess over people like Van Gogh and love his paintings, got a tattoo of one of them. Uh, different poetry I used to love don't read it as much now but used to love Neruda and Oscar Wilde and other people okay as well as the musicians that I all loved it was like Jimi Hendrix Kurt Cobain the Beatles a lot of people who died yes <laughs> and had a lot of addiction issues and it wasn't maybe the best example in a lot of light to where I took it to be you know do you think that like you kind of glamorized it because you had such a hundred percent yeah it didn't start off that way but it very much became a thing later on where my addiction started to develop and the experimentation with drugs kept developing it i would read autobiographies of these rock stars that I idolized of them at their worst places in life and like the amounts of stuff they would do and I would try to outdo it. Yeah. And like, I understand how sick that is. I don't know how I got to that point. No, but, but I remember you it was full, <laughs> full glamorization. Yeah. Like complete 
turned them into gods and was trying to do the same thing. Isn't it so crazy to think too, though, like that we had on a certain level, but think about like kids that are growing up now, the amount of like way like worse shit they're seeing online that they're going to start to glamorize. I don't know. That was just kind of a side thought, but yeah, that's huge reason why I don't want to paint that image for other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's completely fair. And it's really not something to be glamorized, but it's also not something to like shun away and to make people ignorant about and try to scare people. Yeah, I agree with that as well. That was another reason I realized I had issues with drugs in the first place is I was very sheltered and the oldest kid and I didn't even know what drugs were until we learned about them in school. Really? And the drugs that I was learning about was crystal meth. So before I even understood that cigarettes were a form of a drug, right? Yeah. Crystal meth was the whole representation. And I thought weed was going to lead In the same category. Yeah. 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 This word was associated with all these things. And I only understood this one thing because that's what I had to study in school and scared the shit out of me. And then I got not taught to learn and chill out about it but more got fear-mongered and to be more scared of stuff and got I had a weird thing with religion and all these things where I didn't fully get on board or I had some doubts about it and then once I started to discover legitimate reasons for the doubts and people stopped talking and shunning and stopping conversation and trying to like just turn me off right away so I kind of went anti everything I was like yeah I don't trust any of you I need to figure out everything on my own terms and decide what is right and wrong for myself yeah which I'm glad I did but caused me a lot of issues too like what well with drugs and stuff mostly yeah yeah I became obsessed with it because I was so afraid of it for not a valid reason so when I explain that so when I started smoking weed for example or I had a beer for the first now when I started smoking weed (laughs) and how old were you when you started smoking weed like 14 14 okay but it wasn't such a bad thing right so it kind of opened this window oh it's not what it says it is it doesn't have to lead to me doing meth I've yeah. never gone on to do yeah. math or any of that stuff. No, I kind of just <laughs> it showed me that stuff that I was told was wrong. So that lent into everything, right? I've always been curious and I care about the truth a lot, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's like one thing that's so amazing about you, but also probably can drive you a little bit crazy. Like, cause I feel like I can't let you go. <laughs> well, that's not where it's going, but yeah. Um you can and you do. It just takes you a little bit longer, I think. Which is not a bad thing. It just means that you're empathetic and that you care and that um you're truthful in what you do, I think. Like so I think at least. Um do you feel like you've developed any kind of ways that have helped you cope or are you still kind of figuring that out no I've 
I'm not depressed anymore. I have found a way to kind of work through that. And I don't really have a lesson guide that helped yeah, me get like a there. Three steps. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a slow thing that gradually happens. And before you know it, you're like, I'm not in that place anymore. Yeah. But a huge thing for me were things like music and things that I'm passionate about yeah and as weird as it sounds drugs helped with that too like weed right is what you're referring to more so weed and psychedelics yeah I have found that those things specifically for me work work because they humble my ego Mm -hmm. and they make me aware of things more outside of me or take me a step back more so than when I'm sober can you elaborate on that like in what way like I don't like to use mushrooms all the time but mushroom trips have definitely brought to light things I didn't even know I was trying to hide from myself right Mm -hmm. like we don't even know we hide these things at the back the way tuck our mind right beside our subconscious (laughs) she's probably gonna she's literally probably calling to be like hi sweetie are you guys done recording yet it's because she's probably gonna barge to the door in a second but now she's gonna have interrupted twice and not once um okay i was just saying yeah trips have definitely helped me work on myself and find that inner peace and put me on that journey of not wanting to be selfish and be stagnant but wanting to grow and actually care about not the life I live for me but how I affect everybody else around me yeah without that I don't think I would have come to quite the same conclusion because it brought all those fears that were tucked away in the back of my mind forefront and I cannot hide from them so when you leave the trip you go on this whole not just physical high journey you know Mm -hmm. but it opens you up and puts your brain on new pathways and just gives you a different perspective that sometimes can be refreshing because it's super hard to see outside of the lens when we get stuck in our everyday stuff right yeah and when you are down and you don't see the way out of it that can be a tool but even your podcast a few weeks ago of our buddy who lost his shit on shrooms right yeah (laughs) it's not something to be played with right it's more so a tool yeah and everybody gets affected with them differently right or I don't think stuff should necessarily be written off and I've learned from even bad trips you can take a lot of lessons from them and move forward in a very positive way that kind of cheesy what kill you doesn't make you stronger right but yeah it's true though yeah and it's that perspective I think that's that might be the biggest thing about depression yeah is it's not easy to do but if you can find the perspective there and there are certain things like having a trip here and there putting myself into music or something that really fulfills me and gives me that sense of pure love Mm -hmm. but just learning to understand the other perspectives you know yeah learning to see life in a different way and not be so stuck in this but to put yourself in somebody else's shoes Mm -hmm. to understand people who've gone through something worse or whatever and just 
it's not to say that what you've been through is any sort of insignificance, but to show you that there's a way out and that there are other people who've been through the same, if not worse, yeah. and that you're not alone and just give you that little bit of peace. Cause once you do get that and you find that kind of help, it doesn't necessarily need to be talking, but it definitely for a lot of people would help them to talk to others. Yeah. If you can find ways to gain that little bit of inner peace, that's the tip of that direction of finding. And then you can just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you to that place where maybe it's, it's at least not an everyday thing, right? Or you, every moment thing. Yeah, you, and you know how to turn it around. You, so you can see the hill, the top of the hill when you're in the valleys now, instead of just see the abyss. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's a really good. It comes with maturity too, right? Yeah, and I think that's something that I always hear is like adults say, like, "Oh, as you get older, like you'll start to struggle less with your anxiety and depression, just because you understand, like." you see that you see the big picture more you know it's not so right now but i guess we're probably just (laughs) we're getting there but not a huge thing though that i didn't mention was i'm not even sure i equate that not wanting to be here with depression but it kind of is right in my mind but like why why isn't it in yours okay maybe i should just distinct it of that way doesn't make me feel suicidal is pretty pretty apathetic right and i've been suicidal and depressed and that's a different thing in itself yeah it was very much a 180 when i met cheyenne too who Mm -hmm. was his girlfriend cheyenne girlfriend in los angeles we're talking about who i lived with yes that can we clarify that you guys are no longer yeah we're no longer together but you guys still it's complicated but we're not together together we talk we still stay in touch every once in a while yeah okay i just want to clarify um but yes what were you saying about cheyenne when i met her that feeling went away because yeah. for the first time in my life, the only way I know how to describe it was I felt genuinely home. And I feel weird for saying this. And it makes it makes me in my head feel like a bad person for saying what? that. But I love my family, but I never felt that same sense of home. Maybe yeah. it's just because like my own journey, you need to go leave there, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing to do with the love but that feeling never existed before Cheyenne is it fair to say like your family fills a different hole but this hole is just something completely separate yeah that Cheyenne filled yeah yeah and I've been learning about twin flames and all that kind of bullshit <laughs> and who yeah, knows <laughs> who knows what kind of shit if that's real right yeah uh, the two souls being in one thing it seems something weird for me but your opinions change every week oh maybe the details don't matter as much as the concept right so it feels more like maybe i don't like using the one but yeah she awoke something in me where like i don't know how to go back to the version of me before her i can't she changed me forever and kind of flipped me up 180 
And while I'm going through all these realizations of maybe the music industry isn't what I quite thought I was, mm-hmm. and I'm working in this studio, but kind of starting to burn out and finding out that engineering and producing doesn't fulfill me, mm-hmm. but creating does. Yeah. And that my creating was just becoming less and less while this thing that was kind of burning me out kept demanding more. That she awoke all those priorities and I wouldn't have seen that I don't think in the same light without her yeah and it's weird but I can feel her even when we're not together now like I don't know quite how to describe it but that weird heartache that like really resonates with you I can feel when she misses me every once in a while Mm-hmm. and like I've reached out to be like what are you thinking of me just yeah. to kind of check and she, she weirdly enough was when that happened so like at the exact moment that's pretty crazy like roughly yeah I'd ask her later in a day and around yeah. that time well I'm sure she thinks of you every day just as you think of her every day I don't ask anymore <laughs> yeah it's probably not the I'm at the point to have I think that has actually given me a lot of healing though, feeling like even when she's not here, she still is, even if it's all in my head, brings me a little bit of peace. You're so cute. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thankful though, because without her now, I'm trying to work on becoming that best version of myself. And I'm in a different space where, she just awoke that kind of hunger that I don't want to stay stagnant. I don't want to do nothing. Not yeah. only me, but the other people around me deserve that energy put into my life, right? Well, it seems like, honestly, like, I think that you're struggling right now. Like, as your friend, I can see that you're struggling to see why that these things are working out the way that they are. But I think you're kind of, like, answering your own question there. It, it's going to play mm-hmm. out, and I know that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm figuring stuff out. I know. You're making good steps. You're, in, you're going in the right direction. But yeah, on that track of I, dating. Oh, you, have, you got something else to say. What you got to say? I was just going to say, probably like you're saying, wasn't meant to be that everything I thought I was supposed to be. It's all going to play out different. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll be on a boat sailing over somewhere to Europe or whatever. Exactly. And maybe she'll be ready for that then and maybe not. But yeah, you'll know why eventually, you know? So yeah I don't know yeah it's been interesting I thought when you came back from LA that we were going to get a very single Peter which you are but you're also not one for like casual relationships like since you've been back like there's been that's be kind of because of her more so too. yeah yeah that like I don't know I found somebody who I knew I could be happy with forever yeah. And a weird kind of realization with nobody I had before. You don't care about being single. You don't care about getting late or any of that. After. Yeah. I would rather put my time and energy into me instead of waste it on some random person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, no, I agree. I see Very things <laughs> in that 180 lens now. Or yeah. I can't see the other side of it now. Or it's, no yeah. judgment no everybody does not. their own thing but yeah and you were that person at one point yeah but now it's just not the case uh, i now come out of hookups feeling like 
trash. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've given some of my energy away that I can't get back now. Yeah. And unless that person is some person where it feels like an investment where I'm getting that energy back, what's the point? Do you ever get 40? <laughs> yeah. But like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be sex. Well, not sex, but it doesn't need I don't need to be in love, ready to marry a girl like Cheyenne to have sex. Yeah, of course. It's not. just but doesn't that equate to casual relationships? If it comes along, cool, but I'm not out searching for it because yeah, I really okay. don't care right now. I see what you're saying. And nobody's yeah. come along. So yeah, I get that. That's fair. That's completely fair. It'll probably more happen later on if I'm traveling or something. Who knows, yeah. right? But I'm not looking for it right now, right now because I don't feel the need for it. That's fair. And that's really interesting. And that's why I want to talk about it because it's such a good perspective. I feel like in an interesting perspective. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not a normal one. <laughs> well, it is a normal one for, yeah, not like a ton of like of the dudes I know I guess have that same perspective and like that's like honestly why I wanted to talk to you about it but I wouldn't say that it's like a bad thing or like it makes you any less like masculine or anything like that just because you not, don't yeah. want to sleep with random people that all kind of like look like I kind of get it in the same sense that like there's so many people that seem the same especially when you just like get that out of them so I get where you're coming from 100%. It's a lot of energy that goes into being single and finding those hookups yeah. like that. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing, right? The risk. I'm just risk lazy. Yeah. It's a little bit lazy and a little bit that <laughs> if I'm a little lost, I want to work work on that. me and yeah. find the healing within myself. And I think that that's like exactly what you should be doing. Yeah. So yeah, you're like my favorite person to come to for dating advice in that way because I like to get a male perspective and we have been so like out of all like we have a quite intermixed friend group in terms of gender I would say yeah. like between 50, me 50. like it's been a little incestual <laughs> we get, like, between me and you it's always been completely platonic yeah but in a different like I guess what I'm trying to say is in a I like to come to you to you for advice because I know at the end of the day you're a good guy. And at the end of the day, I want to end up with a good guy. So you're my favorite person to come to for dating <laughs> advice all the time. Well, thank you. You're welcome. But makes me a little uncomfortable, but thank when you. When I come to dating advice? <laughs> no, not coming for me for dating advice, putting me down as a good guy. <laughs> you are though. Thank you. But you no are. no person is innately good, right? agree to disagree um but like I feel like you treat women well you've always treated them with respect even though you've made mistakes maybe in the past like generally you've always treated girls with respect I try to and that's really what I like value the most I think in like a partner is just someone that like respects me so I think that that's why I come to you for these kinds of things but because we were talking about casual relationships and then what I come to you advice how do you feel about girls who sleep with guys on the first date do you think that that completely eliminates the possibility of having anything serious no no but it depends a person right yeah and the, the people more so too and how they work together yeah I see that 
for some guys, I will say, if they like, if a lot of guys aren't looking for that relationship, that will be a thing, yeah, where they got what they wanted, yeah. they're gonna move on. Yeah. But if it's a connection where you guys care about it, it just hits off, right? And you both are like, let's just see where this goes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And there's no reason it couldn't turn into something very beautiful. Yeah, I guess it like kind of comes down, like in my opinion, to the intention there. Like if you're sleeping together because it's fun or if you're sleeping together because you're like actually interested. Fully matters on the intention there. Yeah. And if it would be worth making sure you guys are both on the same page there. Even on the first date, like do you think that's too much to ask? Well, you can think about it <laughs> it depends how you phrase it right you shouldn't be asking like are, are you looking for something serious be <laughs> yeah because you're kind of self-sabotaging there the only way to make a relationship work in the long period of time is to let it like naturally organically develop, develop yeah so it has to be very much like we enjoy spending time with each other we're gonna see where this goes and just naturally like i want to spend time with you and not these other people yeah so if you come with it with those kind of i don't even it's not intentions but with that mindset that mindset of could this be something this quickly then yeah that's gonna push somebody off maybe come at it with the more chill but yeah i don't i don't know exact phrase i don't know exactly for girls what advice to give to understand if a what a guy's intentions are if it's yeah. if he's looking for the night or because especially on the first base circumstance like that you, you probably are both figuring it out right nobody yeah, is even true. fully sure of that so it point. is a little weird to have that conversation i understand point. that yeah i agree it's weird to have the conversation i personally maybe just have the conversation maybe i would just say the best way to approach that then is be secure enough with yourself that if you're okay having that experience you understand both potential sides of things and you're already okay with if it doesn't pan out to anything right yeah you both were in it for that experience you got what you signed up for and if it doesn't turn out to anything great yeah if it does great great they said experience you learned something from it. That's why I feel like why you date anyways. Is yeah. Like decipher what you want and what you don't want. Just go into stuff with open and open, being open. Yeah. I was going to say open intentions, but that's not quite what I wanted to what say. Once. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're, I. Go in with the, with the open <laughs> mindset of just taking things as they are and taking like that positive out of it instead of the negative instead of going out some preconceived pressure ideas of things or being so upset that it didn't work out yeah just yeah. be in the moment and yeah take the good of it. yeah i agree i couldn't agree more on that point it's the best way to not be depressed and everything we're talking about too is just or just be not present. get attached to people that like aren't good just be present in the moment and then Something I'm working enjoy on. it oh me too trust me. <laughs> yeah it feels um, like rarely am i in the present but more often i'm in the past or the future and that's like i think what probably like the main one of the main definers of like anxiety and depression is always worrying about the past or the future and not the present so for sure 
yeah i'm, so, sure, that's what, yeah. I'm sure that's what social media ignites in people right anxiety about things to come or people reacting to them what's going to happen and yeah yeah i agree so last question how do you feel like since we're on this page anyways um how does someone i guess we kind of like talked about it but like how do you feel like you need to be fully like prepared and in a good space to be in a relationship i feel like i know your answer but no no i didn't meet cheyenne in a good space and she yeah. didn't meet me in a good space yeah and we healed each other yeah and it wasn't like there are relationships where it will be toxic and you won't get out of there. Mm -hmm. But then there are also those people that like see your potential, even though you're not meeting it. Yeah. And they'll push you to get out of whatever kind of funk you're in and get on your way towards it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes you need those people, right? Yeah. And you learn from most people in the moment. It seems so confusing. Yeah. Why it didn't work out, but it always comes around yeah cool well thanks for chatting with me as always i forgot the cameras even here really. <laughs> thanks um, for inviting me of course you're a big social media guy this is usually the part where i say like oh plug your socials and stuff but like you don't you're like, worry you're about like it. i'm not gonna do that <laughs> you don't gotta worry about it if you yeah. want to listen to the songs i already have released go for it his but, like stage name is peaks yeah p-i-e-k-s on youtube apple yeah. music spotify cool and that's about all yeah okay sweet well love you you're the greatest friend love you too thanks for coming on thanks for having me bye guys <laughs> I thought I was going to make a special guest appearance. <laughs>